Hello everyone, this is Bri Bro, and this is the Bro Labs experiment. Today we have Alexander. He's a very good bro to me, and although I don't know very much about him, because he's just a man of mystery. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Alexander. Um. Well, let's see. I've. I'm. 32, just turned 32, which isn't super old, right? But um, I've been oh, fortunate man. enough to, <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to gather a lot of experience, especially in, um, I think, in what we're going to be talking about today and discussing today. So I'm, um, I'm really happy to be on the podcast, you know? Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, no worries. Um, um, are you married? I am married. Yes, I'm married. Um, let's see, we're in our fourth year right now. Wow. So it's still, you know, fresh and fresh in our minds, but, um, definitely don't think we're still in the honeymoon stage, you know, people talk about, but, um, still crazy about my wife. And, you know, one of those reasons is a lot of that experience that, that I've been able to gather. So helps me see her in a different light too. Ladies and gentlemen, do not be subdued by that answer, because in real reality, he's just as afraid of being stabbed to death. Yes, yes, he's right <laughs> behind the door. Shh. Stabby, stab, stab. No, actually, uh, I know his wife. His wife is actually pretty cool. I've seen it, met her a couple of times. I haven't really had that much of a chance to actually get to know her that well, but uh, for the most part, she's, she's pretty chill. Yeah, yeah, she is. I appreciate that. She's definitely... Definitely my bro, you know? That's good. And, uh, yeah. That's good. You'll have That's plenty awesome. more time to, to get to know her, too. We're going to be, you and I are going to be bros for a long time, so. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about relationships, and, and uh, I think enough of us have been in one. If you haven't been in one, because either one, you're in seclusion, or two, you just haven't met the right person, or you're just that dude that lives in your mom's basement and can't talk to women at all relationships have been probably more valuable part of that is our relationships with others and we'll step into that a little bit but for right now we're going to talk about our relationships with our family first so uh, mr alexander um you have a brother if i remember right yeah younger yeah. or older i can't remember younger younger yeah right how much younger um, well, I was introduced to a new term yesterday when someone asked me a similar question. So he's only nine months. Um, we were both preemies. What does your brother look like? Um, actually, my brother very much looks like, like my son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, he has blonde hair, which has gradually gotten a little bit darker. He's got like a probably brown hair now. Uh, bluish green eyes, super white skin, um, freckles. And uh, yeah. You know, people did not think we were related when we were kids. To give to give the listeners some perspective, I am usually very dark. Um, I have uh, dark brown, uh, close to black hair, and um, dark, just dark brown eyes. Yeah, so me and my brother do not look anything alike. But yeah, he, uh, my brother looks very much like my son. Um, and then the whole side of my dad's side family the the mostly just all italian they're they're all blonde hair and blue eyes which isn't really what you think of when you think of italians but um 
yeah, they're, they're blonde hair, blue eyes. So I'm going to describe you really quick to our listeners as well, because <clears throat> this is this is what he is. Think of him as looking like a part Asian hipster. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> before. <laughs> he has the he has a red beard believe it or not and he actually yeah. is quite full for the most part it's very luxurious it's very epic and he has these black buddy holly glasses and he shaves his head on one side and uh, he comes over to the other so yeah that's that's true that is I true i i appreciate you Making sure that you framed my beard in epicness. That was good. That was good. Yeah, that's it important. has to be. I mean, it has to be. I mean, after, well, you know, I have to be kind to you after you, you shaved it off for me and sent me pictures. I mean, it's just. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and the top of my head. It's just all gone. I feel naked. Well, you had to shave it. I mean, look at what, I mean, look under the conditions we're in right now. I mean, with COVID and stuff, it's like you can't even cut your own hair. You should see me. My hair is like super long right now. When I get up in the morning, it's like throwed out. That's awesome. I have a lion's mane. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Lion's mane with a beard. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon I'm going to have the long hair and a long beard and you know, twist it all up and braid it all out and carry an axe with me wherever I go. <laughs> stop, stop being such a dick tease, okay? All right? <laughs> you, you said there wasn't going to be any video on here. There's no video. There's no video. It's just over the phone. <sighs> Man. Just getting you hot and bothered for nothing. To, I'm going to have to mute my heavy breathing. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> up, until, up until my son was probably two, I was a smoker. From like 13 to like 24, 25, I oh, smoked wow. two packs of Camel Whites a day. Um, and actually, what made me quit was my son came up. Like, I got home. I had been working. I think I worked like a 32-hour shift. I used to do um, uh, security for uh, Northrop Grumman. And I came home, and, I, you know, my son comes running up to me, and I go to give him a hug, and he stopped and, like, backed up and went and hugged me. And I was like, what's wrong? Why don't you give me a hug? You know, why don't you give me some love? And I was trying to kiss him and stuff, and he was just like, you stink. Like, no. And he was grossed out. And after that, I was like, I can't anymore. Like, it means I can't get loving from him. It's not worth it. For you horrible parents out there that don't give a shit about your kids and still smoke and still drink with them in the car, I this, this right here should tell you something. Um, <laughs> I don't, hope like, no, I don't judge. Parents don't, out there. <laughs> don't, don't uh, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't take it from me. You know, I don't judge, but you know, just, just kind of veer to a dude that actually has a kid and actually knows what he's talking about versus, you know, I mean, I'm just using him as, you know, that's just like an example of just awesome parenting. Just, just take it as that, you know, you don't necessarily have to troll me later on. I'm sure you will, but everyone knows pretty much kind of in the beginning as to what kind of parent they want to be. Right. We get that from what our parents were or aren't or were or were not, uh, depending if your family member, you know, if your parents were still alive or not. But um, I mean, we get kind of an idea of what we want to be, but in all reality, um, it just seems that, and you can correct me if you're wrong, if I'm wrong, Alex, because I don't have any children, but I know you do. 
So things kind of change, your perspective kind of changes as you go along, and especially you start recognizing some things in yourself that you're like, oh crap, I sound like my mom or my dad. Yeah, yeah, that definitely happens. And so you start Especially getting... at times you don't want it to, it'll happen. <laughs> so would you say that you probably learned a lot about being a person from being a dad? You know, um, yeah. You know, I, in a in a selfish way, having my kid, you know, having my son, he was um, he he was the most influential person in my life, um, like on a on a on a character level. You know, he he changed who I was uh, fundamentally. I would never change a thing, regardless of some of the things that have come about, because you know I was fortunate to uh, fortunate enough to have him. I wouldn't change that. Yeah, he's he's been the biggest influence in my life, hands down. And second only to my wife. You know, go into that a little bit. So, what is what has your wife done to turn you into a better person? Well, you know, um, let's see. So, I've I've definitely had a more biased opinion. You know, just just this just this large, and this probably isn't true for or absolutely isn't true for everyone listening to this, but in my experience, my experience with women in my twenties, at least and and late teens, um, they, the first question you go out on a date was how much do you make? What do you do? You know? And, um, to me that, that wasn't the first question you should ask someone that you might be interested in. There's a lot of other deeper questions you can ask than that. And that, that kind of set the tone for how I felt about dating and relationships out there. Fortunately, when I came up to uh, Northern California, I started looking around a little bit. You know, I, I met my wife on a dating website and I was very upfront about having a child and, you know, how important they were to me. I think she she changed me up to that point before meeting her. I, I kind of had low hopes, you know, low expectations because of everything that I dealt with prior. but you know, she, that was not her first question. She makes her own money. She was independent. Her question was not how much do you make and how much can you give to me? You know, it was, what are the things that you like to do? What are, what are some of the things that are important to you? You know, what, what is your son like? Things like that, things that matter after, you know, getting to marry her and, and spend time with her. I've learned that I can't expect everyone think or see things in the same light that I do, right? I can't judge every disagreement in our relationship by me saying, well, I would do it this way. You know, how could you do that? I would do it this way. Uh, That's not fair. Not everyone comes from the same background. Not everyone thinks the same. And she taught me to leave myself open to understand that other people might think a different way. And even if I might disagree with that, lets me learn and you know, she's changed my perspective in that regard. There's been different things that we've disagreed about gradually, not everything, but a lot of those things, I, I've started to see them from her, her perspective, you know, uh, or at least at the very least understand someone else's perspective on, on an issue without judging them for it. And that's, that's been pretty big for me. You know, going into that, it's just kind of like how you are with, with, um, in your relationships with, with girls and how you're in relationship with family and how you're in relationship with even guys, if you're gay or 
transgender or whatever like that. It doesn't matter really where you come from in, in those regards, as long as you respect each other and you respect each other's families, regardless of how they view you, regardless of what they say about you, regardless of how they think of you based on your color, your gender or whatever, it's important to understand and even respectful of the other person in relationships. Cause there are times I have not been respectful. I'm straight, but the only person I'd actually, if I, if, you know, if Eric turned to gayness, it would definitely be Alexander. And he's, he's the only guy I'd go gay for. So <laughs> I'm but, flattered. You should be. <laughs> Each one of us has a button that is a complete turn off or a complete turn on. Each of us actually, yeah. And, you know, so for some people that's lying, for some people that's drinking, for some people that's smoking, for some people that's like cheating, other people it's um, hanging out with your boys or hanging out with your friends or your family. If you don't respect yourself, you don't respect, you can't respect other people. You just can't. You can't respect yourself. You're not going to respect your friends. You're not going to respect your family. You're not going to respect your wife. You're not going to respect your kids. You're not going to respect anybody. So, I mean, how else are you going to do it? I mean, you're in the end, let's say, God forbid, your, your, your son dies and your wife dies. Who are you? I mean, and you don't have any family left. Who are you left with? You, right? So, yeah, yeah I mean, myself. Right. So, I mean, I get that people, you know, it's like when people, their loved ones die or they leave and stuff like that. Usually a lot of these people turn to drugs and they turn to alcohol and they turn those other stuff. And, and I have to think about that because it's just like, cause I've been in those situations where I've been depressed and I've been sad because of being alone. And it's just kind of like, and you just turn to things, you turn to alcohol, you turn to other substances or people or things and pick your black hole that you want to fill. You know, can you come back from that? Can you come back from all that and, and make yourself a better person? Of course you can, because it's all of a choice. And if you choose to respect yourself, you choose to like yourself, then the likelihood of you being more respectful or kind or considerate or loving towards your family members and, and is much higher because no longer you're focused on yourself. And this is the problem with most relationships is that if you want to know why relationships fail, it's because you start focusing on yourself instead of them. What was I going to ask you? Oh, so I, I know that I, I read through your podcasts and I very much enjoyed listening to them and I wanted to know if you could tell me a little bit more of the borough code and and how how relationships are impacted by that and okay what happens with that so you know, I'm, I'm curious I want to know okay so let's take a look at the at the uh actual rule book for instance everyone has their own set of values and how they treat people but there is a commonality between guys and stuff like that. So let's take a look at some of sure. them. Let's take a look at some of them, right? So in my first one, I covered bros before hoes. I really hate saying it because it's not true. Women are not hoes. But it, if you break it down to from its simplicity and you, and you actually take a look at the meaning behind it, it means that you don't, you don't neglect your, your brothers. You don't neglect your friends. You don't. You don't put that other person before your existing friendships. In other words, if you have a, if you have a friendships with, that are long lasting and, they ha and you have a loyalty to them and all of a sudden you stop 
hanging out with your friends and you stop talking to them because this person becomes the center of your universe. And then let's say later on, they disrespect your friend or your friends. How do you, I mean, what, what is, I mean, how do you deal with that? I mean, when it comes to it. So basically that's, that's the terminology because basically it's saying you make your friends first, you make your bros first, you make them first. And then basically you're saying, Hey, you know what? I'm not going to allow you to disrespect my friends. Now, granted, some of your friends are jack asses and they deserve to be told off. That's just, that's sure. just the nature of how it goes. Now, most people do understand if you're in a relationship, especially if you're in a long-term relationship, that those rules change. So this is something to be considered, okay? So when it says bros before hoes, it literally means basically it's just some random girl. Do not make that random girl come between you and, and your bro. So in other words, it's not someone who's long lasting. It's not like your wife. It's not your like your long-term girlfriend. It's not something like that. It's somebody that is either your, if, if you want to go this direction, either your side piece or someone else that you're just basically just picked up from, from who knows where, and you're just screwing them and you're just doing this other stuff. And you're not really, there's nothing serious going on. And this person comes up and starts like, demanding your time and starts demanding your thing. And that's not the purpose. Their purpose isn't sure. to be in that relationship, but you know, they're, they're controlling it. And sure. that's what that term well, really means. So not, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but mm -hmm. I, I don't want to miss the point. And just to elaborate on that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Sure. So <clears throat> a lot of people that do do that, right. And I've been guilty of that, you know, you're in a relationship with a girl and, you know, externally, all your friends know you and they may know exactly what that relationship is. But you as a person that's in the relationship is in the thick of it and you think it's something much more than that. Where do you draw the line? You know, where do you decide that, yeah, this person's just another girl. Um, you know, how does that work? Because you might be in it thinking this is your forever. You're just not married yet. Um, how, do, how do you, how do you okay. kind of navigate that, you know? So when the navigation part of that is, is pretty straight, you know where you're wanting to take a relationship. It's, it's like people say, well, I don't know where this is heading. Yeah, you do. Cause this is what you, cause you either have to want something or you don't want something. There's not, there's not in between with that. There's no gray area. It, it's like you either want it or you don't in your mindset. Now, granted, how you feel inside is different than actual reality because feelings always mess everything up. So your logic brain says, yes, I want to be in a relationship with them or no, I don't want to be in a relationship with them. Now, when your feelings get in between your logic of saying yes and no, that's where the gray area becomes. So it's okay. like if you like a girl and in the beginning, it's like, Oh, we're just friends. We're just hanging out or we're just fuck buddies then it's just like, then your friends have, and, and you've explained this to your friends, you know, oh, mm -hmm. this is a girl I just met, we're doing this, we're doing that. That does not constituate, that's still in the bro, bro versus hope. That's, still, that's okay. still in that realm. It's when okay. you take it to that next level. It's when you say, this is my girlfriend. And you tell your friends, this is my girl. That's when those rules change. That's when they have to take a side back. 
that's when they have to say, oh, okay, yeah, you're in a relationship now. I understand. I mean, granted, you should always spend time with your bros no matter what, but, and your girl has to understand that. I mean, it's just, it's, it's comes with the territory sure. because men have to be around other men as well as women have to be around other women. It, sure, it's, sure. It's that, yeah. you know, it's a need for that. Now, if you can mix the two, fine. But in all reality, you do need alone time with your bros or girls need to go along with their bros. So sure. I think, I think that probably works both ways, right? right you've got does. a good set of yeah. good set of bros and they understand if you've already explained to them how important this person is right. to give you some time with that person too, right? Right, exactly. And they should respect it as much as you respect them. Now, it's just sure. like, but yeah, that's the fine line. The fine line is basically, it's like, where do you draw the line? It's where you, where you define the relationship at. If you're designing this relationship as saying, oh, this is just some chick I picked up and we're just we're banging and that's about it, then that's, that's it. And if your friends understand like that's where it is, then that's all it's going to be. I mean, in their mindset. Sure. So you can't hold them accountable for saying, hey, dude, hey, what's, you know, you're, you said this is just a piece. This isn't, this isn't your girlfriend. This isn't going to be your future wife. I mean, granted, you might not yeah. know at the time, but you have to kind of just go, okay. And you have to take in the, like, and then you kind of have to judge it and say, where is this relationship going? Am I going to, do I have feelings for this person? Is this something that I want to grow? Is this something I want to cultivate? Is this the type of person I want in my life? Or is this somebody that is just a piece? And you just have to kind of see that. Now, the other yeah. one, yeah. So the other one is, is that don't, um, don't sleep with a bro's wife or girlfriend. Now, oh, yeah, that's important. Yeah, that's, that's another rule and it's, very, and it's pretty straightforward. I mean, you just, you just yeah. don't sleep with another dude's wife. You don't sleep with another bro's Sure. Friend. You and I and have he, both experienced the bad side of that, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And then yeah. you, I mean, it's <laughs> more than once. And it's just kind of like it's gone both ways too. I've done it and they've done it. So sure. it's kind of like, um, but also it goes to your exes too. So, I mean, it's just like, there's kind of this unsaid thing. So basically there was this girl I really liked in high school. I really liked her a lot and I liked her for many years. It wasn't just something that went away. Cause I mean, I really liked her as a person. I really, I really, really liked her. And she never really liked me that much not in that way she never really she was never very fond of me anyway until we got older and and stuff like that and then she, we became good friends but that was the extent of it she um she started developing a relationship with my best friend and my best friend okay. came to me and said dude um i'm gonna date her is that okay because he knew how i felt okay that's cool. And, yeah. So I mean, he came and he says, "How do you? Are you okay with it?" And I said, "Yes. Okay. Since you asked, yeah. Fine. Whatever." Yeah. I says, "Really? No. Yeah, it's a great example. Yeah. It's none of my business. I mean, it wasn't. And but at the same time, I mean, I was thank. I mean, I was thankful to him for for stepping up and being bro and saying, "Dude, I, I really like her. Can can I date her?" And he's like, "If you say no, then it's no." And I said, "No, I'm not. You know," and I couldn't do that to him. So I said, no, but that's a, that's a, that's a great example of, of what you're talking about. Right. Like that kind of, that kind of unspoken code, right? Like yeah. it's not necessarily said between you guys, but I mean, I would never, 
for instance, you know, if I'm a single guy and you and I are bros, I would never even consider dating your ex-wife, right? And if it ever came up, that would be something that I would talk to you first, right? It's oh, I don't think you would anyway. To do that. <laughs> no, I know. Just, just as an example, right, 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 right. It's right. definitely true, right? It's not spoken, but it should be known. Right. No, exactly. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just something you, you, you know. And these are rules that you just don't. You, you just have to abide by, even if it costs you your friendship or your relationship with some, someone. I, I've had to do that. I mean, to the point to where it got hairy and like bad enough to where um, the wife wasn't letting, like, wasn't letting me go. I mean, she just was not like, she was not having it. And um, I was telling my friend, dude, you need to get into counseling, you need to do this, you need to do that, and he refused to. And I'm like, you don't understand, you're in, you're in a bad way, you're, you're done, dude, you, you, need to, you need to address this now. And he just would not listen to me. So basically I got, I took it to the point of where, I mean, I did it wrong, mind you, this, this is the wrong way of doing things. So basically what I did was I, I basically started like testing his wife back and like trying to get, trying to get caught with her because that way he would have to listen. It was just kind of like, cause he just was not, he wasn't listening to her. He wasn't listening to me. And cause she was telling him like serious stuff, like, Hey, we're, you know, this is, this is going to, this is going to go wrong. And, and he just was not picking up on those cues and he was refusing to see it. And so finally I put it right in his face and he did not appreciate it. And so him and our friends anymore, but at the same time, it's like he and his relationship got a lot better because of it. He ended up having another kid and all this other stuff. So, I mean, the way I look at it is it's a win for him and maybe, you know, him and I aren't friends anymore. We're not bros anymore, but at the same time, it's like, I had to sacrifice that in order for him to, to see the larger picture. Cause in all so VR, if that, if that yeah. situation popped up again, right? Like now that you know what you know and you've grown a little mm. bit, yeah. how would you handle that situation now? Way differently. Um, I wouldn't have, I would, I probably would have just stopped talking to both of them. Just would have ghosted it. Because if he's not willing to listen to it, I'd be like, fine, whatever, it's your life, do whatever you want. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, and it's like, well, why aren't you there? Why aren't you, because I can't be, you know? And it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw her under a bus and I wouldn't, you know, and I wouldn't do like, I wouldn't handle it the way I did. Cause it, it was, it was just bad how I handled it. But sure. it was just kind of like, and it wasn't honest either in the way I handled it either, but it was just kind of like, it was best in the, at the time because I, I didn't know what else to do because she was coming on way too strong and I, I just, I didn't know what else to do at that point. I was like going, no, I got to, because I mean, I, I knew her reasons. Her reasons weren't because she actually liked me. It's just because she wanted a way out. Sure. And, sure. Um, and so I'm like, no, this, and I gave her reasons to, to stay and to try to make it work and to do all this stuff. But in all reality, you shouldn't be talking. I shouldn't have been talking to her at all. And then something similar actually with my, my, my ex-best friend was just that um, he got involved with this girl that I was like, are you kidding me? She was, she has so many problems and she was a 
addicted to pretty much everything you can think of from heroin to you name it. And I was just like, dude, you can't be around that. I said, that's not something you can be around. And I said, you got to stop. I said, you can't. And, and he said, I really like her. And I'm like, I get that, but dude, it's no. I said, she's got to ruin your life. I said, you can't, you can't do this. And this is before they got married. And he sent me a letter and a handwritten letter in the mail when there was email, by the way. So, I mean, this is how personal he felt about it. And okay. he, he said that basically he's just like, look, I know you can't accept my relationship with this person. He says, but if you really love me as your bro or as your best friend, you would have, you would have accepted it no matter what. And I'm like, and he's like, farewell, my dear friend. And that's how he ended it. So I talked to his family and apparently he completely distanced himself from his family. He completely distanced himself from everyone else, his friends, everyone. And lo and behold, yeah, he started falling to the same trap as her. He started doing the same drug she was doing and it fried his brain. He's now not all there. And yeah, it's sad. I mean, I saw him a few years ago and it was just a fraction of what he used to be. And, um, and it was just kind of like one of those things where it's just like, well, was he right? If, you know, if I was a true bro, if I was a true, true friend to him, would I have, you know, would I would have accepted her as part of him, regardless of what she did and who she was as a person. And I, I fought with that for years. And, and it was just kind of like one of those things, it's like, no, I couldn't watch him go down that road. I just couldn't do it. And it's like, was I wrong? Maybe, maybe I could have talked to him my way. Maybe, maybe I could have, maybe I could have talked him out of it. Maybe I could have helped her too along the way, but it was like, but that, but then that, that voice that tells me, it's like, no, you just need to stay out of it and let life do its thing is your best route. And, but I don't know, I, I still don't know if I did the right thing or not by, by distancing myself from that or not, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, that's definitely a, a difficult situation, you know, um, yeah, I think for me, I think I, I, you know, I try to stick it out with the person, uh, even if I, I disagree with the person they're with, you know, that's definitely their choice. But, um, you know, I, I don't want to say give them an ultimatum. That's never a good choice. But to let them know that, uh, you know, that, that they have your support, that you're there for them up to a certain point, right? If you start going down that same black hole, I'm going right. to do everything to stop you. But once you do, there's nothing I can do. Right. Because she was, she was trying to get me to do the, some of the same things. And I was like, no, that ain't going to happen. And she's and she got really offended and she's like, get out. You think you're better than me? And I said, like, I'm better than you. I just don't want to do stuff like that. Yeah. It's my preference. Yeah, that's, it's my deal. It's not yours. It's just something I don't want to do. No, get out. You're, you're judging me. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. 
that's that's a hard path you know that's that's a difficult situation no matter no matter how much experience you have or no matter how old you are you know right um when someone you love gets involved with something like that it's it's hard you know i I know that too um yeah yeah one of the things that i'm doing with uh right now that kind of relates to that and i don't know it might help you your listeners or not but um you know, I have these two friends of mine. I met them at the same time. They're uh, a couple. They're married. They have been for years. I think they just hit their 15th anniversary, you know. So congratulations yeah. to them. Yeah, uh, very good, Very good friends of mine. Um, but they're, you know, having some problems, you know, like everyone does. And uh, COVID has just uh, brought them to the forefront, you know. You know, his, his wife kind of brought up some of the points that she's, that she's having trouble with with her husband. And he has done the same thing. And in my approach um, to that was I, I tried to warn them and just tell them, look, you know, you guys are both my friends. For instance, when she was talking to me, it's don't tell me anything you don't want me to tell your husband. I'm not going to run and tell him anything. But, you know, if he asks me, I'm not going to lie to him, you know, and I had to tell him the same thing. And I don't know if that was the right approach or not, you know, and I don't, I don't want them to feel like they can't trust me or have a private conversation with me. But at the same time, I, I love them both. I don't want to be um, their, their secret keeper, you know, I don't want to be dishonest with either one of them, you know, I mean, uh, what would your approach be in that? Mm, that kind of approach, let's see. First off, you're being put in the middle of something. And they want both someone to talk to you because they, they don't um, have an outlet. So they don't want to talk to their families because they're afraid their families might judge them or, or judge the relationship or make things worse. So they're coming to you asking you to just be near or possibly for advice dealing with the other person because you know the other person very well. But what you did isn't wrong in, in the sense of like you're trying to be a good bro to both of them. And you're saying, hey, look, don't say something to me that you're going to regret. Don't say something to me that, because I'm not going to hold it a secret. Yeah. At the same time, you know, at the same time, they're telling you something that's private. And they're saying, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Are you going to go and tell my husband this? Are you going to tell my wife this? And your comment is like, yeah, well, that's that's basically what I'm saying, because I respect both of you. Now... Like I told them, I'm not going to tell them the details, obviously, but what's, I'm going to give them a gist of what you're telling me. You know? What's wrong with it is, it's not what's wrong with you. What's wrong with it is, is they put you in the middle of it. And uh, that's yeah. not something that is, a, that's, that's not appropriate, especially, okay, so this comes up to my next point on the bro code, is that bros do, do not stick their bros in a situation where you it could damage um, your relationship. So in other words, you're not going to put a person in a situation where it's going to damage your friendship with that bro. So it's kind of it's kind of in that same situation. He's putting you in a situation where it could damage your your friendship with them because if you give her the wrong advice, even though it might be the right advice, but if she takes it the wrong way, or 
he takes it the wrong way is what she's saying. It's like, instead of like saying, you know, oh yeah, she says something to you about him that is definitely in need of change. Mm -hmm. And he's not open to that. Then he's going to turn on you. It's not that he's going to turn on his wife because he's not going to do that. He's going to turn on you. So this is something you have to understand. I've always told my friends whenever I have um, problems in my relationships, I tell them, I'm not going to talk to you about it. Well, why not? You need to talk to somebody. No, I'm not talking to you about it because I'm not going to put you in a situation because you're going to have to stay out of it because if you don't stay out of it, it's going to ruin our friendship. Sure. Sure. And and I, I, I definitely agree with that. Like if I had met him first, let's say, or her first, right? Mm -hmm. If I had met either one of them first, that would be the person that I would be the most loyal to, right? Right. And the conversation would have been different, right? It, right. it would have been, of course, I'll be private with this, but understand that, right. you know, if your wife asks me something, I'm not going to tell her, you know? Right. Um, but this was different. I met them both at the same time. And I don't even know if they're aware that either person is talking to me. Uh, or they weren't. I, I let them know. Right. He, he approached me and said, Hey, did my wife talk to you about anything? I said, yes. You know, which I didn't feel guilty about. I told her I was going to. Right. Um, and kind of the way I'm looking at it is now that you're both aware that you're both talking to me and that I'm not going to hold your secrets, you know, now you know that I'm not going to be your speaker box for each other either. Um, you know, maybe you can, can either approach me together or try to figure this out on your own. That isn't always the case, right? Like I said, if if I met him first, it wouldn't be that case. Of course, everything he says is private, but I met them both at the same time, you know, and I've, I've equally been close to them both in the same way. And I don't want to pick sides uh, because it's not my place. It's no. not. No. You're no. welcome to ask me for advice because I'm your friend and I'm happy to give it to you. but no going into it uh this conversation isn't private because i care about you both equally you know so in this case because you or do you care about them equally this is when you need to direct them to a professional so they need to see uh mayor's counselor they need to see a therapist they need to see a priest or a pastor or somebody that actually does have credentialing to handle um marriage counseling because if they're putting you in that kind of middle um, and you know them both and you know them both equally just as well. And the problem is, is that you're, you're not qualified to, sure. to handle some of these things in their situation because you're not them and sure. you're not on the okay. outside. You're on the inside. You have to remember that always you're on the inside. You're not on the outside. Most people think of that, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the middle of it because I'm not their family. I'm not them. You know, I'm a third party. I'm thinking outside the, you know, and that's, this is something that I had to struggle with. This is something that I had to change my attitude towards. And this is how I, you ask me what I am doing differently. This is what I'm doing differently. This is that I'm directing people. If they come to me and say, hey, Brian, I need some advice. Well, does the other person know? No. Tell them, talk to them. Talk to them about how you're feeling. Tell them how you're feeling. I mean, that should be your first direction is tell oh, them. Oh, yeah, then it is. Look, yeah, you need definitely. to tell them what's going on. If they don't know, they're not going to know. And this is the problem yeah. with every single relationship 
that goes awry, it's because of lack of communication, one. Two, it's because the other person isn't talking. One person isn't talking, or both of them are not talking. And it's just like, because one, they're, they're, they're afraid either one or the other is going to leave them. Or they're, they're afraid that the other person might judge them. Or yeah. they might feel that the other person might get mad. At this point, who gives a shit if you're going to get mad? Because at that point, your relationship is done if you can't even talk to each other about shit. If you can't talk to about each other about shit and you can't say, hey, look, you know, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling fucked up right now. If you can't express that to your spouse or whatever like that because of how they're, because they're feeling that you're going to get judged or they're going to be angry with you, then you're going to have to either one, either shut your mouth, not complain about it at all, or get the help that you need. And if you can't face a person because they're judgmental or angry or they're somewhat emotionally abusive, because some people can be in that direction, especially if you start telling them your faults. Mm -hmm. Some people Mm -hmm. don't like being told their faults. They really hate it. A lot of people don't. Most people don't. Most people don't like being told off about who they are because then it makes them introspect. It makes them feel bad and nobody wants to feel bad, especially about themselves. So it's kind of like, and they'll fight it tooth and nail. Some people just get angry and bitter and, and then it'll even get worse. So what do you do in that situation? It's like, as a friend, you, you can't make that better because that person is suddenly mad at that person for saying something or, or feeling a certain way. Well, I, why would they feel that way? I don't understand why they feel like that. Well, did you talk to them? Well, no. Why not? Well, because they, they'll take it this way. If they're going to take it that way and you know they're going to take it that way, then why not say it anyway? Because at some point, it's either going to go one or two directions. That's it. Either you stay together or you don't. And in this case, in this case, Alexander, you, you got to get out of it. You got to point them to a, to a, to a professional. You got to point them to a marriage counselor or something like that. Cause otherwise what's going to end up happening is, and it's going to burn your relationship with them. It's going to burn or, and either, either with both of them or one of them, they're going to turn on you, especially if it gets bad. I've had, um, I'll tell you another one. So basically I had a friend of mine, um, who got, who was dating this girl and I did not like her. I did not like her from the get go. She thought it was because of the color of her skin. And I said, no, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with you. You are as a person. I said, you're cruel. You're controlling. I said, you do not love my boy. I said, you, you want what he can offer you. And that's what you like. You don't want what you don't want him. You don't want who he is. You want what he can offer. And I'm not okay with that. And okay. so she got pissed. And so she tried to destroy his and my friendship. And so I went to him and I said, dude, this is what's going on. He's like, why can't you guys just get along? I love her and I care. And you're my friend. We've known each other for years. And I said, yeah, I understand that. But dude, I said, you cannot do this to yourself this is the type of person you're going to marry. And I said, and I know you well enough to where you're just going to say, yes, dear, yes, dear, yes, dear. And you're not going to stand up for yourself because you never do. You've never stood up when we were kids. You're not going to stand up now. 
And he's just like, well, it's different now. It's that, it's that. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever, dude. And so he ended up getting married. And I told him right from the get-go, I said, dude, this isn't going to last. She's going to divorce yeah. you or you're going to divorce her. It's going to get nasty. And I said, you shouldn't be doing this. So from the get-go, I was very judgmental. And that was my bad. But at the same time, I had my reasons. He downright didn't appreciate it. He did not appreciate it at all. And yeah. he, he turned on me real quick once, once he got divorced. Because basically he caught his, his, actually it was his mom caught her cheating on, with his dude in, in their house. Oh, ouch. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like, and it was, and it was heartbreaking for him. And sure. so I called his brother up and I said, dude, we need to get him a lawyer because she's going to tear him apart. Yeah. And sure enough, she got herself a lawyer. He didn't. She tore him up. And I think, uh, uh, well, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, just to reflect back on, on a question you asked me at the beginning of the podcast, um, kind of, you said, I think basically, you know, how has your wife, you know, changed your perspective, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you reminded me that that was one of the major things that she changed. You know, in all my previous relationships, I had this idea in my head and, uh, you know, now I see it as, as wrong, but maybe a lot of your listeners are, are kind of going through the same thing. You know, men aren't supposed to talk about their emotions. Men aren't supposed to articulate the way that they feel or the things that are bothering them. And in my eyes, it was because it made you weaker and not weaker in the sense that, um, you're, you're just a weak person. If you talk, it was, you're giving the other person that, that you're talking to ammo to use against you, right? Mm -hmm. You're giving them insecurities that they can throw back in your face later or use against you. And in that sense, it was a weakness that you were handing them. Right. Mm -hmm. And now that I've, I've gotten a little bit older and I've, I've, you know, been blessed with the woman I'm with now. Um, first of all, if you ever feel that way about a person that you're in a relationship with, you're in the wrong relationship. You yep. should never feel that that person's going to use your insecurities against you. Yep. I've been in that kind of relationship and it was, I've been in a few of them and they were definitely wrong. Yeah. It was, wrong, was wrong. What's that? It always turn out wrong too. I mean, they, yeah. it's like, it, yeah. it always seems to, those always seem to work themselves out naturally. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, a lot of different things come to pass between that time, you know. Um, another thing is where I was wrong is, one, I should have been asking myself that question in the first place, right? It would have ended a lot of heartache earlier on. And second, um, it's made me realize that the number one thing to making a, a relationship successful is communication, like you just said. If you can't communicate with the person, and I'm not talking about it might be difficult for you to articulate the way you feel. I'm saying you have to be willing to, to talk. You have to be willing to try to talk to the other person and tell them what's upsetting you, what you like, what you like. You know, all those things need to be discussed freely, you know. And if they can't be, that's your first flag. And if they can be, then... Um, 
that might be your first sign that this is a relationship worth sticking out, you know? Right. Um, my, uh, my lady definitely taught me that, you know, and there's times that I want to walk away or there's times that, and not away from the relationship, but just walk away from the argument, right? There are times that I just don't want to talk um, because I'm frustrated or because it's an insecurity of mine that I don't want someone else to be aware of, even if it's her. Mm-hmm. And realistically, um, you know, she always brings it back to, look, I'm, I'm supposed to be, you know, your best friend, the person that you married. And if you can't talk to me about this, then what are we doing? You know, and she's right. And um, uh, if there's one thing that I've gained um, from our relationship, one point of perspective is that you have to be able to communicate with the person. You know, that's, yeah. that's the number one thing. You have to talk to them, even if it hurts, yeah. you know, and they have to be accepting of it, right? If it's, yeah. if it's a flaw that they don't like, they, they have to be able to hear that, you know, yeah. um, it works both ways. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's even the willingness of it. I think it's just basically the, it's not even the acceptance of it. I think what it is, is just basically you have to be willing to say it. So yeah, it's like, exactly. if you're going to sit there and you have your reasons for, for, okay. So you're going back to what you were saying earlier about needs is that that's what that goes back to is like, what are your needs as a person? What are their needs as a person? Exactly. And, Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. And so exactly. basically it's like, um, it's, it's more or less like what they need as a person, not necessarily money or whatever. It's more or less like what are their emotional needs? What are their physical needs? What are their spiritual needs? Cause basically we are, we're a three part deal. Every person is built this way. You're, you're built both physically, spiritually, and mentally. Yeah. And with those three things, I mean, even if you're an atheist or whatever, it doesn't really matter. You stop to have some type of spirituality or belief or value system. Because if you don't have that sort of thing, you're no longer a human being. Human beings require this. And this is one of the reasons how come religion does exist. And this is one of the reasons how come um relationships are are there and and you know it's the same deal so it's like if you're not meeting those people's needs then you need or vice versa if those person if those people are not meeting your needs they need to vocalize hey my needs aren't being met regardless of the consequences of it because if those people if that person walks then guess what that person walks yeah yeah. But that's part of the respect. That's what that is. Yeah. That's, that's part of the respect. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it, it probably stings at first. Uh, oh, it absolutely yeah. does, I'm sure. But yeah. I mean, it, the the heartache you're going to save yourself from is just, it outweighs it tenfold, you know. You know, or others that matter. I mean, yeah. in recent events, I mean, I, I mean, I'll be open about it. I screwed up and, and I caused problems and and I lied and, and I did things I wasn't supposed to with, with a girl. I didn't meet her needs and I didn't do the, the recourse of pushing it or, or going after it, so to speak. And if anything, I've become more reclusive in a sense of like, I'm not going to play that game. And 
in a sense, I'm wrong for doing that because I'm, cause that's pushing a person away. But at the same time, I have to think about it in the long term and go, if I'm going to continue down this road, am I going to hurt this person? Or is that person going to hurt me? Are we on the same path? If we're not on the same path, then the same mistakes are going to be made. And it's, and that's something else to consider as well. So, I mean, it's just like, I'm no, look, I'm no guru. I'm no expert when it comes to relationships, but I've made enough mistakes along my way that I know that um, I can either learn from it, grow from it and be different and to share those differences. Or I can just sit there and say, well, my life sucks. I could go that way. Or I could just say, you know, screw it. I'm going to do whatever I want and screw the other person for, for even trying to like me or whatever like that. I could go that approach too, but I don't. Uh, it's like I, you have to respect the other person and how they are as, and who they are as a person. It's like and if you know you're going to make a mistake, if you know deep down, because basically everyone knows who they are deep down, whether they like themselves or not. Yeah, Everybody yeah, knows true. who they are and how they react. If you yeah. know for a fact you're going to hurt that other person, then walk the other way. If you know yeah. for a fact that you're going to cultivate the relationship, make it better and try to be a better person, great. But at the same time, don't do it while you're in that relationship because if you are in that relationship as you're trying to fix it, you're going to damage it because you're still growing and you're still getting over that pain and you're still getting over that hurt. And even see, most people don't understand this. When you do something bad in a relationship, if you have any conscience whatsoever, some people don't, but if you do have a conscience in it and you want to be a better person, you're going to make mistakes because you're frantically trying not to. And when you're frantically yeah. trying not to make mistakes and make it worse, the worse it becomes because you can't make it better. The only way you can make it better is to take a step aside and go, you know what? I need to be, I need to be me. I need to fix this. I need to fix this part of me that's broken. And it's not your responsibility to fix me. It's not like you were saying earlier, it's not my responsibility. It's not your responsibility to make me happy. It's my job to make me happy. It's my job to make me feel secure. It's my job to fix the wrongs that I do. It's my job to fix the things that I've done wrong. It's not your job. And to put yeah. them on somebody else, is not just wrong, it's stupid. Because the instant that you do that is the instant that you actually take the control and power in your own life and give it to somebody else. You're handing yeah. over the wheel to someone else to drive who you are. And that's dangerous because people don't know who you are regardless of how well they know you. Because yeah. there is and it a, might not be fair to ask them to drive. You no, know? it's not. It's not fair for you to ask them to drive. But a lot of people are willing to take it. And yeah. they're, they're willing to take that wheel from you. And it's like, oh, I'll help you. And, and, and unfortunately, people will just, while, they're, while that other person is driving, will grab the steering wheel and pull it the other direction right into oncoming traffic. And it's just kind of like, and that's how it goes. So eventually, you're going to get tired of the other person or you're going to get tired of the fact that you're no longer in control. So it's just kind of like everyone wants control of their life, but some people don't know how to gain control of in their life. And so they let other people control them. But the problem with that is, is when you let other people control you, you're letting them change your destiny. You're letting them change who you are as a person. 
you're letting them say how you should feel, how you should react, who you should be, how you should dress, how you should act, who you are as a core mm -hmm. person now belongs to them and not you when it's your life because it was given to you. Your yeah, you start to get bitter to precious. that person, yeah. you know? Yeah, and if, unfortunately, you get bitter towards yourself too. Yeah, and yeah, because you're not being true. Yeah, you're not being true to yourself. And, you're, and your brain knows it, okay? This is everything in your brain knows that whether it's right or wrong, your brain knows it. There's something innately in us that says this is right and this is wrong. This is just, this isn't just. Yeah. We know this. Granted, if we follow that or we don't, just like, for instance, what's going on right now, it's like you have cops that are misbehaving and they're acting badly towards other people of color. You have that. And then, and, and they're doing the wrong thing. But also on the other hand, you have criminals doing their part and doing the wrong thing too. So it's just kind of like, are they both just, or are they both unjust? Well, they're both unjust. So it's just like, and how do you know this? Because inside of us, there's this thing that says that's wrong and that's wrong. So what's right? Well, the opposite of what they're doing, killing innocent people, shooting people when they're unarmed, that's wrong. Same thing on the criminal side. The person harmed that person. That person wants to do whatever the hell they want without consequences. That's wrong too. So it's just kind of like you have to look at it in, in this way. It's just kind of like what's the logical thing? What, what makes sense? And our brains are always wanting me to make sense of things. That's how our brains are wired. Our brain does not like chaos. Our brain does not like things just to be as they are. Our brains like to make sense of things. That's why we have scientists. That's why we have inventions. That's why we have all these things because our brains are wired in that way. Our brains are saying, I want to understand you as a person. I want to understand this situation. I want to understand why you did this. I want to understand all this stuff. Because if you think about it, all these people that have been abused all their lives or whatever like that, their one question is, is always why? If I had a choice or if I have a regret, it's because I didn't ask somebody why they did this to me. Well, why do you want to know why? Is that important? Probably not. It's not going to help you, but it will help you understand. And I yeah. think that's where a lot of people just get fucked up in the head is because they don't understand why this happened and they're a victim. And that's true of relationships too. If you're in, like in your friends, for instance, or two friends, neither one of them are taking the initiative to help each other because they're yeah. at a point to where they don't understand one another and that's where they're at. Yeah. And my, my advice, you know, uh, moving forward, if, if they approach me again about it um, and you just kind of solidified that for me, it's just going to be, you guys need to, to describe these concerns to each other, you know, not me. Um, and if you're having trouble with that, you need to, you know, maybe consider seeing someone that can help you do that. And I, I, you know, part of me feels bad because I want to be that person that's there for them. But um, because it's two different people, obviously intimate with each other, the situation I feel, if I'm not honest and I don't tell them shouldn't fall on my shoulders, then I'm doing myself and them an injustice, right? Because 
I can't provide them with accurate advice that's truthful to me. And I can't provide them with good advice that's going to be truthful to them without hurting either one of them. So, so yeah, I don't want to step back true. from it. You know, I don't want them to feel like, hey, this guy, he's our friend, but he kind of abandoned us. <clears throat> and I'm hoping that's not the way it comes across. But at the end of the day, I have to know that I did what was right in my heart. You know, I have to do uh, follow that moral compass like you're talking about. And the, the direction that's pointing me in is, hey, you know, these are some some issues you guys are having and you need to, you know, you need to describe that to each other, you know. And if you can't, then find someone that can help you do it. But I'm not qualified to do that, you know. Well, the best approach you can do so that way it doesn't make you look like you're just abandoning them is just by saying you need to put it on them because basically they put you in the situation. You have to remember that. They put yeah. you in this position. So the one thing that you have to do is really is just say, hey, look, you know what? You put me in this position. You're both talking to me when you should be talking to each other you it's not fair to me i'm your friend i'm both of your friends and you need to do this and you don't do this separately you do this to with them together and you say look you're coming to me asking me for stuff and guess what i don't know everything that happens in your relationship i don't know everything about you i don't know who you are intimately i know who you are as my friend but you guys know each other on an intimate level that I'll never understand because that's between you two. Granted, I'm married and I have that with my wife. I'd want someone to help me if I need help, but at the same time, I cannot rely on somebody else that I know or are friends with because if that happens, it could hurt our relationship. It could hurt our friendship and I don't want that. So that's the way if you really want to do it and not come up, process a complete asshole but at the same time let them know what they're doing is wrong to you because they are um sure. then then that's the way that that's how i would state it sure. but um and again you know, i'm no, um, again i'm no professional but i mean it's just like that but that's my advice yeah yeah i think um again too like to go back to the communication thing you know um uh, for anyone that might be having some some trust issues in in your relationship and like brian said i'm not a professional and he's not either but um just from my experience um you know nothing builds trust like communication you know if you open the door and, and tell the person some of the things that you're dealing with and you start talking to them and, and trying to be there and show them uh for lack of a better term your heart right um they're much more inclined to consider your feelings in the way that you feel before they take an action that might be dishonest against you, or at least, you know, come forward with those, those dishonest actions. At least that's been my experience. Um, you know, if you let a person get to know you even deeper, um, they're more likely to consider you and your feelings before they do something. You know, this is something I hope our listeners get something out of this and I hope they, they learn something today because we've, we've hit on some pretty decent points about how important it is to, one, be true to yourself, also to be, tr be, be true to other people and be honest with other people. At the same time, you know, be accepting and 
caring of one another regardless of your differences. And also to make sure that when you are in a relationship or if you are in a friendship and there are boundaries that need to be set. And these boundaries are important, especially in the bro code, because if the bro code is very proficient at this when it comes to this, is that we have these unsaid rules because these unsaid rules are what keep us organized as friends and as people that we care about. Granted, you have some people out there that just don't care. And I know that some of you have actually approached me and say, hey, how do I get chicks? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I could tell you how to do all that stuff. I could teach you how to be a player if that's what I really wanted to do. But I really don't want to because this is not what this is about. This is about being faithful as a bro, not just as a faithful to a friend, but also faithful to your best friend as Alexander pointed out, his wife is his bro. Guess what? I'm sure he's her bro. So <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It, it's, it comes down to that. I mean, it's, you, can't, you can't sit there and go, okay, well, this is how I'm, I'm going to do my life. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to sleep with as many women as I can. I'm going to drink as much as I can. I'm going to do this. I'm going to live a lifestyle that I think is glamorous and stuff like that. Well, guess what? At the end of the day, take it from somebody that knows. When you wake up next to somebody you don't give a shit about, you feel empty inside. Eventually, you do. Eventually, when you look at someone next to you and you don't know who they are, for instance, because you've been drinking too much and, or you just don't care, you, you, you're the hollowness, the emptiness, the blankness, the iciness of your heart settles in and you, you start realizing what a jackass and what an asshole you are. Now, some people might think that's great. Hey, you know, I'm sleeping as many girls as I can. I'm pounding it out. Well, great for you, but what are you leaving behind? You're leaving a, and I know you don't, you don't care right now, but you're leaving a bunch of scarred women and hurt women that don't trust that have issues with trust that will never get over the fact that either you don't like them because their own self-esteem is shit. And it's kind of like, you're just creating this wave of disrespect. The best way you can show or get respect is to show respect. And that is the key to all of the bro code. I've said this before. Bro code is the essence of respect. Without it, you're nothing. And it's if you and if you're not the person that's going to show it to somebody else, then you need to consider yourself out of the picture because at this point, you can only see past the end of your nose. This is what I want. I want money. I want girls. I want cars. I want this. I want this. I want this. If you're saying I, 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 I too much, that means you're in the wrong place in your life. That means you need to start shifting your life. I'm not saying get married. I'm not saying go and get a girlfriend and settle down and do all that stuff because that may be not for you. But I am saying at least be respectful, at least have quality relationships, at least have relationships that can give you good memories and can give memories to those other people that, are, that they be fond of you versus something that is bad of you. Because I've been on both those spectrums where I have had people think highly of me and I've also had exes that think badly of me. And guess what? It was because of how I treated them. 
had nothing to do with anything else other than the fact of how I treated them. We need to come together as bros, whether you're gay, straight, married, unmarried, girl, boy, whatever gender you want to be or whoever you are, it's important to understand the fundamental of a relationship as being how you, I hate to say this because it's so generic and it's so cliche, treat others how you want to be treated. It's, it is the golden rule. Okay. It just is. And when you break that rule, when you break that rule of treating other people, how you want to be treated, guess what? You're going to be treated badly. Everything is going to come back on you. Karma is a real thing and it is a bitch if you do not do it right. If you treat other people badly, it's going to come on you. If you disrespect somebody, it's going to come on you. If you sit there and you sit and you lie to somebody else, it's going to come on you. All, everything good and bad that happens in this world has consequences. Every last one, whether, whether you do something good and it has a bad consequence, well, guess what? It does. Everything has a consequence, whether it goes good or bad for you. You can't always have good and you can't always have bad. That's just how life is. You can either have bad, 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 then good and then bad. But never in your life do you just have all bad unless you're doing something in your life that is making it all bad. You can't blame anybody else but for yourself if your entire life is bad, 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 bad. Because at some point or another, you had a choice and you chose the wrong thing. Every person has a choice in their life. Every person has the ability to be different if they want to be different. But that has to be your choice. If you want to be a good bro, then follow the rules of the bro code. If you want to be a good, better bro, follow the rules of everyone else that's come before you that has sat there and said, this is how you should treat other people, whether it be Gandhi, Buddha, Jesus Christ, or whoever. These people have set these boundaries. They have set these rules because they want people to get along, not because they want to cause discord or because they want to cause chaos, because they want to bring people together on commonalities, on things that are important. And I think that as we grow as people, our relationships will grow as well. And for those who are looking for a better and healthier relationship or looking for a relationship period, this is the place to start. Be honest, be truthful, be respectful, be kind. That's all you have to be. And all that stuff is free. Nothing costs anything unless you want it to. If you want to give gifts and you want to do all this stuff to impress, then that's on you. But you don't have to do any of those things. Your character is what speaks for you, not your money, not anything else. What speaks for you is your character and who you are as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Kit, um, I know you're closing it out. Um, but I want to know if I give my opinion on one thing. Yeah, before you close it out. So, um, you know, I agree with, with most of what Brad Rose says here. Um, one thing I, I will say is that I, me personally, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with necessarily sleeping around, you know, and having a good time. But um, to go back to, you know, some of the, the harpings of his, his bro code and uh, some of the unspoken rules, uh, just make sure that, you know, if you're doing that, um, that it's not, it's not hurting someone else, you know, and if you're sleeping around and have a good time, great, but make sure that the women that you're doing that with understand, you know, uh, 
the terms of the, the relationship or temporary relationship, whatever it's going to be between you before you do that. You know, if you're leading them on and, and telling them you love them or, or just anything to get in their pants, that's where it starts to get muddy and that's where it starts to get, uh, starts to be something that's going to be detrimental to you and your character as you grow. Um, yeah, I, I think on a principal term, there, there's nothing wrong with, sleeping around and having a good time but just make sure that you're, you're treating people right and you're giving them the respect that you would want you know um it would kill me if if i slept with a woman and, and found out that the woman was telling me they love me or they want me in their life really just wanted to screw around you know don't do that to other people that was all i wanted to say we we have to be careful as people we have to be careful with other people because it's like you never know what you're turning loose by being a jackass. You never know what you're doing if you're if you're not being you know if you're not being honest with the person, if you're not caring for that person in one way or another. Whether I mean I'm not caring in the sense of like you love them or or like that. I'm talking about caring in the sense of like like Alexander was saying. It's like the caring comes from just being able to say, hey, look, I'm looking for a good time. I don't know where your head's at, but you know, this is all I'm going for. I'm not interested in a relationship. You know, that's by, that's what I mean by caring. It's basically taking the extra step because even if you ruin your chances of messing around with somebody by saying that, it's better to do that than later on mess with a person's head and say, you know, that I you yeah. really love that person. You really didn't. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that was my point, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, just be honest. You know, treat people the way you want to be treated. You'd want someone to be honest with you. Exactly. So do the same. You know, I mean, guys will respect a girl that says, hey, I just want to fall around. It's, it's... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's... nothing wrong with that. Great. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's that sort of thing. So, I mean, look, all of us have our own opinions. Each one of us have our own different approaches to things. And sometimes we share some of the same notions. I know for a fact that if Alexander and I were both single at the same time, we'd have problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we have the same taste. Yeah. <laughs> almost uncannily like, you the know same. What? <laughs> you know what, though? Um, like, all realistically, if, if that were the case, you know, I don't think we'd have any issues with each other. We're both no, no, no. We, we would, there'd be, we follow there'd be the codes s- that you're talking about. And, you know, wingman. That would That's maintain the- our relationship. You have this one today. You have that one tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. (laughs) I mean, that's how that was, you know, that's how that would go down. (laughs) You know, I don't think we'd fight or anything unless it was like somebody that we actually went, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, we'll have plenty of those. We just, one of us would just have to back down. And if it's, well, I have to say, um, you know, I very much appreciate you having me on your podcast. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. I look forward to the next time. Yeah, man. Yeah, anytime. You're welcome anytime. Thanks for joining. And thank you, everyone, for else for joining. I hope you all have a good day or good night, or good morning, and whatever. As again, this is Bribro with Girl Labs Experiment. And have a good day, have a good night, and be excellent. Thank you, Alexander, for joining us today. Excellent. Definitely. Thank you for having me, bro. Appreciate it. No problem, man.